0: Cultivate Simple. Episode 49, The Year in Review. We are not getting a donkey.
1: I'd rather be a farmer. I'd rather work the land. I'd rather see the mountain sides. I'd rather see your hands. I'd rather swim the ocean, I'd rather not pretend.
0: Welcome to Cultivate Simple, an honest and unrehearsed discussion about trying to live a more simple life. This is... (coughs) Why can I never make it through an intro without something going wrong? This is episode 49, and today we are talking about a year in review First off, we're going to start off with some, we we mentioned on the show last week, because, well, first we should, I guess, explain why you're in review. Um, This past week was our one-year anniversary for the podcast, and last month, uh, just about a month ago, we celebrated our one-year anniversary of being in Maine, of moving to Run 2.0, and so... We decided that this week we would just discuss a little bit about um, a year in review, a look back over the past year, and the many happenings and musings here at Chiotron. <laughs> um,
2: you kind of sound like, uh, what's the lady that does the Winter Olympics? Oh, the old tennis player. Mary prayer. Carillo. Yes. You kind of sound like Mary Carillo there. <laughs> I,
0: I'll get her voice here in a second. For a minute. <laughs> we love the Winter Olympics. Yes. I cannot, I, I know it is completely surrounded by commercialism. And, and it's all fixed. And it's, and it's all, and, well, you think that about all sports. Yes. But we just, we just love the Winter Olympics. And they're coming up in 2014.
2: Yeah, super exciting. Yeah. Last time we got cable for the month. Yeah. Just for that month. And, uh a good time watching many hours of sportsmanship and coke commercials
0: and coke commercials yes (laughs) do do you know what that means though too that if we had to get cable for that that means that we've been without cable television for over four years
2: yeah and before that we were without it for a couple years right
0: uh i don't know how long it was before that i can't remember maybe only a year but at any rate, that's that's a pretty big milestone, too.
2: That's a lot of money.
0: That is a lot of money. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: That'd be a good thing to compute.
1: I don't even know much how much cable is TV it. is anymore.
2: I don't know. We were paying, back then we were paying, when we canceled, I think it was like $65 a month. For yeah. a basic cable.
0: So, what is that? Let me pull up my handy dandy calculator here on my computer and figure that out. If you do 65 a month times 12, that's $780 a year. And we'll call it five years. It may be a little bit longer. Oh.
2: That's ridiculously Uh, expensive.
0: Let's see here. 780 times. Five is $3,900 over five years that we've saved by not watching cable TV. How much? Or not $3,900. That's a lot. And you figure it probably would have gone up in price because it seemed like where we lived in Ohio, it went up in price about every year, you know, 5% or 10%. So yeah, it's probably over $4,000 that we've saved.
2: It's a respectable amount.
0: And the interesting thing is, too, I mean, there are some times, like tonight is the season premiere of Walking Dead, which I'm sure a lot of people mm-hmm. are watching. Um, I liked that show. And, and there are some times where I see shows previewed and I'm kind of like, oh, wish I could watch that. But mm-hmm. when you think about it, when you think about it, I could go on iTunes, buy a season pass of... A TV show for I don't know it's, I think it's like thirty five dollars for the the season, mm-hmm. and I would still be three thousand eight hundred and sixty five dollars ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's um, like
2: anything else though, you uh, go for quality not quantity. So I think a lot of times when you have cable TV, you watch a lot of crap that you wouldn't watch otherwise Mm -hmm. just because it's there and it's convenient and because you feel like you need to get your money's worth out of the amount you're paying every month. So when you have to pay individually for the, for things, you're a little more selective sometimes about what you're, you know, you want to make sure it's something that you are going to enjoy, which is a good way to do it because then you end up kind of wasting less time or you're not Mm -hmm. tempted to do that when you should be doing other things.
0: And I don't want to make it sound like we don't watch any TV shows because we do. do. Um, and, and, and also, I mean, as we always preface and qualify, which we shouldn't need to, but then people (laughs) say that we're snarky and you know, that our opinion is the only one iTunes comments. Um, those types of things aren't, you know, having cable TV or satellite or whatever isn't wrong necessarily. Um, You know, for some people, that's their form of entertainment Uh, for, you know, you like to purchase books. So some people could say, well, you could get those from the library for free. And we do that, too. Uh, But there are some that we like to refer back to often. And so they're better to have on hand, see as I justify our purchases. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's not necessarily wrong. It's just one of those things in in everything that you do. You should think about it. Mm-hmm. Really think about the actual cost. What What is, and is it worth it? Um, because you're right. It's, it's almost like when you have TV or cable TV that you feel like you have to have it on in order to get your money's worth, I guess. Yeah. Um, but you could get the, you could spend the same amount of money and get, uh, what was I going to say? You could spend less money and go out and see, you know, new run movies mm-hmm. or, or purchase the shows off iTunes that you really want to watch, get the same level of enjoyment and yet probably spend less. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's something else that we were talking about, about that the other day, something about you have it. So you feel like you need to use it. What was that?
2: I don't remember.
0: I can't remember what it was either. Anyway, I guess it doesn't yeah. matter then.
2: We're just different in how we consume media nowadays. Mm-hmm. We spend a little more time watching YouTube videos or um, shows on YouTube. So we just finished watching Victorian Farm, the, mm-hmm. uh, the BBC show on YouTube. And it was fantastic. Um, so we do watch stuff. Typically we sit on our couch and we watch on the laptop. We have a TV in a nice cabinet. But we just It's been
0: I, on a couple times this year to watch a movie DVDs, or two, yeah. yeah.
2: Did you you used it when you watched a movie when I was in Cincinnati, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. yeah.
0: I watched uh, a couple couple war movies, a couple manly war movies. Mm-hmm. But those were free with Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm.
2: Um Yeah, we pay for Amazon Prime and then we get instant video some instant videos for mm-hmm. free and then we buy some videos from them as well. So I mean, I'd say we probably spend, I don't know, 100, 100 bucks, 125 bucks a month or um, a year on shows and that kind of stuff now because mm-hmm. we bought the River Cottage series and watched that and really enjoyed it.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, there's also, you mentioned YouTube. I mean, there is some actual well-produced content, especially for the gardener. Mm-hmm. We were watching some episodes of that um, Sean's allotment mm-hmm. or Sean's... I can't remember the name of it.
2: I think it's called Sean's allotment. Yeah.
0: I'll put a link to that in the show notes. It's actually a really good, and he we does watched Terry's allotment, too. Yeah, Terry's allotment, which I think is probably where, um, Sean got his idea. Yeah. Cause I think he started afterwards. I'm yeah. not a hundred percent on that. Um, but yeah, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. It's a really it's a neat show about British gardeners. Yeah. they have allotments over there, and so it's like they're
2: garden voyeurism. So you get to look around yeah. someone else's garden, which is always really interesting.
0: And he does a really good job editing the mm-hmm. the video, and he's pretty entertaining. I mean, he's just kind of an.
2: I should see if he has an, a website or something. We can send him some money. An
0: average bloke, <laughs> but uh, but he's a. Let's see here. Let me do a Google search on that, Sean.
2: Because we've watched a bunch of his shows and they're always. Entertaining.
0: I don't know. Oh, it's spelled the British way of S E A N C N. Um. Yeah, it's Sean's allotment garden. I don't see that he has a website. Hmm. Oh, he has a blog. Sean's Sean's allotment.blogspot.com. Unfortunately, it's a Blogspot blog, but whatever. Oh, his last post was 2012. But yeah, his, probably because he Cause spends all his time videos. making videos. Um, that
2: takes a lot of time.
0: But yeah, his his videos are really great. So we'll put, like I said, we'll put a link to that in the show notes and you can check those out. Um, where are we going with that? I have no How idea. How did we get on this topic?
2: The Olympics.
0: How did we get on that topic?
2: You started talking like Mary Carillo. <laughs> ah, wow, and that was the introduction of the podcast.
0: <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> let's take it all the way back. Oh, well, well, there you go. And yeah. here we are. <laughs> so welcome to Cultivate Simple. That's how it works around here. An honest and unrehearsed discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always have to figure out, we Just always have to crawl out of the rabbit hole. Dis-
2: easily distracted.
0: <laughs> Why am I in this hole? Where am I? Uh, oh. Um. Yeah, so let's start off by thanking, last week we mentioned uh, that it was going to be our um, one-year anniversary for the podcast. And so we put out a, a plea. <clears throat> I did some begging for special <laughs> gifts and support, and we got two. So that was nice. That's exciting. That yeah, was exciting. Um,
2: if we can afford to buy a bottle of champagne.
0: Yes. Um, but we wanted to thank uh, both of them, uh, b- both the people that gave. It. And last week I mentioned one, uh, Levon which I hope that's Levon. Is that I think so. Okay. Uh, I mentioned her last week, and then she had sent us an email, but we didn't check. Susie doesn't really check her email on the weekends.
2: Right. I've been trying not to. Yeah, and I'm so trying to take a week a day off here and there.
0: So we didn't find that note, and then, um, how do you pronounce the other name?
2: Mm, I don't see it on here, am I? Yeah, it's
0: oh. it's right at the top there.
2: I don't know, do Josel? You,
0: Josel? I would say Joselle. Okay. I don't know. I was going to go for Joselie.
2: Josel. oh, that's a good pronunciation. Pronunciation.
0: So you'll have to give us your, how do you pronounce your name? We're terrible at pronouncing names. I am in particular, but.
2: I am, unless they're Hispanic. Yeah. Miss, I can use Miss the excuse that, that I grew up in another country, so English is kind of my half first language.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but they they both sent us uh, $50 and so we we thank both of them um and Jocelyn yes much appreciated Jocelyn uh sent or put a comment in the show notes last week said just sent you guys a little anniversary present for the podcast i discovered you a couple months ago and have enjoyed catching up on all the previous episodes you make my commute tune from work far more enlightening and entertaining your lifestyle is an inspiration to me keep up the good work um, I think it's funny that a lot of people listen to us in their commute. Yeah, which it, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense because I listen to a lot of podcasts while I'm driving or yeah, while working we do outside. Too.
2: We listen to podcasts yeah. on our trips back to Ohio. We have this one podcast that we listen to together. It's the only podcast I listen to, and so mm. we save up and listen.
0: Yeah, the No Agenda Show. Good stuff. Um, And then Levon also the email that. Yes. was meant to be um <laughs> she said i have been a listener since episode four this is part of her um part of her email i've been episodes since listen I, i've been Thanks. episode since listener four <laughs> yeah the weekly podcast has helped my commute Hey, look at that uh to work of me you want me to read this? yes please do
2: The weekly podcast has helped make my commutes to work a little more tolerable, and I appreciate all the valuable information and advice that you so freely give. My husband and I are moving to northern Michigan in the spring. We will be purchasing our dream 40 acres and starting our lives over in a more peaceful setting, which is what we have always wanted. Many years of saving and planning have gone into this move, and I am proud to say that we will be able to live debt-free, a debt-free simple life, and finally enjoy the fruits of our labors. Not something many 40-year-olds can say, and we are very proud of this. You have continued to be a source of inspiration for me and have given me a sense of direction on where to start with so many of my ideas since they so closely mirror yours. I want to thank you for the bottom of my heart and wish you a happy one-year anniversary. Warmest regards. Yeah. Live on.
0: That's a good... Yeah, it is. That's a nice note.
2: It's really kind of... it's funny I uh when you people say things like this because it's one of those things that you just don't necessarily think about I mean I know when I put stuff out there people read it and I hope that people read it and can get something from it I mean that's the whole reason that I do it Mm -hmm. Um, gardening in particular I really want to encourage more people to get into gardening and just get outside and enjoy that aspect of life Um, grow a little bit of your food because it's amazing the, not only how good it tastes, but how empowering it can be. Um, so I mean, it's kind of nice that some people actually find some, find it interesting. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's strange for us, I guess, because we don't, it's not something that you see direct results from. Mm -hmm. It's not something that it's, it's not like gardening where you go out and you cultivate the soil and you you know, plant the seeds and you water it and you see things grow and then you see the fruit coming on or you see a flower and you see the fruit growing and then you, you know, pick it and cook it and eat it and you're just like, wow, that's the whole process is really interesting. Um When you do something on the internet, I mean, like the podcast is just us talking to each other, mm-hmm. which is what we always do. And then... Yeah, it's kind of like and, dinner and,
2: conversation.
0: Yeah. And then we kind of throw it out there on the internet and then some, somehow... Somebody finds encouragement from it, and that's that's great I mean that that makes us feel good about it. it makes us feel good about the time we spend on it, and um, makes us want to continue doing it mm-hmm. um, certainly so so thank you guys very much for those gifts and for the the kind words um, that 's really nice and thank you again for our monthly donors. Um, I think we have fourteen people that give give monthly and that's super helpful and super encouraging. And we just really from the bottom of our hearts, we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I could say other stuff about that, but I won't. So if you'd like to help out um, with the, the podcast or with the blog, either with a monthly donation or a one-time donation, you can do that by going to um, cultivate com or dot com, And uh, over on the right-hand side, there's links to support the podcast and you can give a, a one time donation or a recurring donation. That helps out immensely. Um and also I haven't mentioned it in a while, but you can leave a review in iTunes. Uh that helps us as well. Uh five star reviews are always welcome. Mm-hmm. Anything less, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh no but yeah, leave us a review because that helps other people when they're they're looking through there.
2: Um, I'm a big fan of the Amazon reviews. When mm-hmm. I'm buying a product, I like to go there and read the reviews. So Yeah,
0: yeah. so reviews are good. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I always
2: that. read reviews on websites. In fact, I'm on this one website looking at products and I keep checking the reviews and there are never any. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I guess I can't buy this product. <laughs> Maybe I'm the first person to buy it.
0: It must be no good. Oh, uh, that's funny. Um
2: I should leave more reviews. I do leave reviews sometimes on websites, but Yeah. I should leave more since I find them so helpful.
0: I always get emails from from the products we order off Amazon that say, How uh, you know, yeah. leave a review about how your package was packaged or Yeah. You know, they make like different suggestions for for reviews.
2: I have left some for books on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Books that I especially like and that I feel maybe the other reviews aren't quite good enough or not. They don't, if I Properly think, of reflect. think of something different that I think someone might find useful about the book or mm-hmm. product, then I'll go mention that.
0: I think the difficult thing is you buy something and then...
2: It's like a year later that you're going to leave the review. Or the, ye- if it's a book, it's a month later by the time you right. write it. And you just kinda forget about it. Or that's, you
0: should. You know, so many of the products on Amazon... Or any reviews anywhere. Like I was, we need to redo the brakes on the front of the car, and so I was getting on because typically I've bought this one brand of uh, discs for the front of the car, but I'm not quite sure that the car is going to. You know, I hope that our we just hit a hundred thousand miles mm-hmm. on our um, the Chevy that we have, and you know, I I hate to disparage. But we haven't had a good track record with any of our GM cars. And, you know.
2: In fact, we have not had any of them this 200,000 miles. No. Most of the previous ones we've had to get rid of at about 50,000 miles.
0: Yeah, because they just basically started falling apart. Yeah. Um,
2: this little car is a champ, though.
0: Yeah, it is. So, but, so I'm replacing we've the brakes. But put
2: it through its paces, so yeah. <laughs> so we're it's not lived a hard life. <laughs> yes, it,
0: we have not been kind to it. Uh, I don't know how many pounds of grain you pack in there to bring home for the pigs oh, and but, the other animals. But okay,
2: Bing greens was really funny about that.
0: And we've taken it. I mean, it it says it has a towing capacity of a thousand pounds, which it only is a four cylinder engine. It's just a little engine you know, a little car, the, the HHR is actually built on the Chevy, uh, Cobalt and what used to be the Cavalier, um, like frame or the, you know, platform. Um, so, I mean, it's just a, it's just a dink, dinky little car. And yet, you know, we took it out, hauled our, little camper which our camper only weighs 750 pounds but then we packed that with all of our
2: but then we had the car loaded full of junk
0: full of junk to go of
2: course a couple of cast iron skillets which added a few pounds yeah we've (laughs)
0: probably put about ten thousand miles in that car with the camper and everything else Mm -hmm. um going out west and then going to florida uh so yeah it's 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 lived a hard life so at any rate
2: dreams of getting to to Alaska, too, in our, with our tiny teardrop. However, we know that this car—it's not going to be in that car because it almost melted coming down the Teton Pass. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Um. But I was reading reviews on brakes because I've typically bought this one brand, but they're a little bit more expensive. And what
2: brand is that? Um. Oh, sorry. I thought maybe you'd know it.
0: I do, but for some reason, it's slipping my mind.
2: Oh, anyways, go ahead. Anyway. I thought people might want to know. So you typically buy. Well,
0: if you go to auto autoanything.com is where I buy my uh my parts because they have free shipping and uh
2: just a good deal on brakes.
0: Yeah, they have a decent decent prices on brakes. When I did my research, that's where I found the best prices. And so I but anyway, this time I was looking at to get back to the story, rabbit hole, crawling out. <laughs> um, I was looking at the reviews to see you know if the less expensive ones were just as good a quality or what reviews they get so you know you start with the one-star reviews and work your way up and of course a couple of the one-star and two-star reviews are you know oh i thought these breaks were black you know Ugh, just like yeah, stupid stuff that, um but then they're there's always a couple of reviews in there and it's like this on Amazon too, where, Oh, I've had these bricks in my car for a week. Well, that doesn't tell me anything. I don't want to know what they're like in a week. I want to know what they're like in a year. Um, Which brings me back to my point, crawling farther out of the rabbit hole that, you know, you forget to leave reviews because after you use the product for so long, that's the time to leave the review. Or like you said with the book, once you read the book is the time yeah. to leave the review. And by then I've kind of forgotten that that's, you know, part of the process. But I, I always do find reviews helpful. Where are we going So with how that? long
2: do brakes last on a car? <laughs> Typically, how many thousand miles?
0: It depends.
2: This is not my area of expertise.
0: It depends. Because on on our other car, we're almost at 50,000 miles. And have not had any inclination that they need changed mm-hmm. on every GM that we've ever had um usually you know, the
2: first set goes out at like 18,000 miles yeah. and you have to replace them
0: yep um
2: but then we put on good ones and right. then we've replaced them twice twice
0: yeah so i mean of, it, of
2: course uh, we about killed them yeah, with the trailer, going it it, it averages. I mean, <laughs> the mountains. It,
0: it just depends. There are some people that have you know pickup trucks that they change their brakes every hundred thousand miles. Mm-hmm. So it just depends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I was reading. I was doing some reading on that. Uh, there's a Chevy HHR dot net forums, which are great. They have tons of information about that car.
2: That's a good tip. That should be your
0: my, my tech tip. My my Brian's geeky corner. It's
2: kind of geeky, but it's like.
0: There's a forum for everything on the internet. Let's make that the geeky corner. So if you ever need to know anything, find a forum. Oh yeah.
2: Because I was looking at a forum about making sausages the other day when I was reading or I was researching grinders and that kind of stuff to buy. So yeah, I happened upon this forum and read lots of interesting stuff.
0: Yeah. So Chevy If you have an HHR, great place to find out information um about anything that you'd ever want to know about that car and they were saying that the self-adjusting rear brakes typically don't adjust so therefore your front brakes are doing all the work it, it, it's a flaw in the design that basically think of that yeah think of that <laughs> um so the yeah the rear brakes don't adjust and we've never uh, I've never changed the rear brake pads on that and I'm going to check them when I do the front uh, when I swap out the front discs and, and pads, oh. um, this next time, but so yeah, and then I'm going to hopefully adjust them and hopefully it'll help out a little bit, but at any rate,
2: it's really interesting. Is it? It is.
0: Are you just saying that to make me feel better? No, it is. Oh, okay.
2: I mean, I, I completely rely on you for that. <laughs> I also need to of, change the you know,
0: oil in both the cars and. We're going to need to get new tires on our other car next spring. Thank goodness we have winter tires because we can swap to those. I was actually
2: <laughs> just thinking about that because you were saying, oh, I think we're going to have to get new tires for the Mini. And I was like, well, not until next spring. So yeah. put on the put on the winter tires and start looking for sales because the winter might be a good time to buy yeah. tires.
0: Summer tires. So where are we going with that? How do we get on that topic?
2: I'm uh, thinking back. <laughs> I don't know. Don't worry Talked about it. About. Let's
0: share the fail of the week. So last week we were talking about um how we slaughtered chickens. Yep. We slaughtered uh some of our our brooders that we were or not our brooders, our uh <laughs> our, <laughs> our, what are those called? Broilers. Broilers.
2: <laughs> brooders. <laughs> Whatever. That's you right. rear Chickies,
0: Yeah. Our broilers. It's, it's been a long day. Um, and we don't really have room for them in our refrigerator here in the house, but we have a refrigerator
2: who has extra room in their refrigerator ever. I never knew.
0: Well, our friend Tom does. Yeah. Well, he's a bachelor though. Um, so we had an extra refrigerator that we brought from Ohio. So we plugged it in up in the garage and, uh, put our chickens in there only to realize after a while that the refrigerator was not getting cold and now we don't have any place to put these chickens except for in the freezer
2: right which we didn't really i wanted to cook i mean i was going to freeze some of them anyway and Mm -hmm. i'd actually put some in the freezer up there to freeze and that's when i realized that wasn't working because i opened up the fridge and or the freezer and they were cold but not frozen Mm -hmm. and then the refrigerator was staying at i don't it was about 45 degrees something like that i think um not cold not as cold as you want it um but at least it wasn't warm enough that everything went bad and we figured it out yeah you know within a decent time frame but it's still because then you're like "Oh, oh no so now i need to do all the stuff i wasn't planning on doing and move them to the basement freezer and, you know, just kind of one of those annoyances.
0: So Brian's Geeky Corner Part 2, which I think we've shared before, repairclinic.com. So I'm going to be trying to figure out what's wrong with the refrigerator. And because all the the fans are all running, um, so I don't know... If the I was watching some videos on YouTube tonight trying to figure it out and there's a couple things it could be. But the the uh model that he was showing in that video is not the same model that we have, even though it looks like it. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm gonna have to look up the the number and see if I can download like a a part schematic and dig into it a bit deeper but i want to try and get that figured out cuz we'd like to move that into the basement cuz we mm. do i mean we're always in need of more refrigerator and freezer space um especially well, it's a good
2: place to keep um things like sauerkraut and stuff that uh, sometimes you don't necessarily want to put in your root cellar um mm. or if you don't have a space that like gets quite as cold um plus if you're getting extra milk sometimes i buy extra milk to make cheese and I just don't have enough space in the fridge to save up, you know, three, four, five gallons of milk to make some cheese. So it'd be easier if there was another refrigerator that I could use for that.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Or if you buy, you know, 10 pounds of peppers and you'd like to keep them in the fridge until you can roast them. Yeah. That'd be good.
0: It's definitely a a nice, it's a nice thing to have. And then the good thing is when you're not using it, you just shut it off Mm -hmm. and, you know, no big deal. Um, but when you're slaughtering eight chickens at a time, that kind of takes up a lot of room. Yeah. Um, And we're about to do our ducks as well, so yep. it, it'll all be happening again. So hopefully I can get it fixed before before that happens. Um,
2: and it might come in handy when the pigs go to slaughter, too. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it particularly for might.
2: livers, that kind of stuff that needs to be. Mm-hmm thrown in the fridge and kept cold or frozen or that kind of thing, so.
0: So, yes, yes. yes, that was the fail of the week. Well, it wasn't our fail, it was a mechanical fail, but.
2: Yeah, but we should have plugged it in a week ago. Before, yeah, to check to it, make sure.
0: It just—it always seems like stuff like that, you know. That's one of those home ownership things that yeah, things stuff always is always. You
2: don't want them to be going stuff is, wrong. It's
0: Murphy's law, really. but
2: Yeah, and it's really weird because the fridge worked perfectly before we mm-hmm. left.
0: Yeah, in fact, when we the last time we used it um was when we moved up mm-hmm. because we. Uh, no, that was our freezer. Did it was we,
2: the refrigerator, too.
0: Is that when we filled it with venison?
2: Mm, we filled it with chickens.
0: And venison. Yeah. Yeah, because that was when we were hunting. Yeah. And so we had
2: it in the moving truck. Or, or I was hunting, and yeah. And we filled it full of all the venison and then a bunch of chickens that I got from a farm in Ohio. And we plugged it in in the moving van because we, you know, put everything in there. The day before and then f- put everything in the fridge and then we plugged it in and plugged it in at my parents' house and had the moving truck parked in their driveway overnight to keep everything cold. Um, and it was a great way to...
0: To transport a lot of yeah. meat. <laughs> and it worked
2: then. So yeah. it's just weird. Yeah. I suppose maybe something got broke broken in the in the trip.
0: In the move. I don't know. So I'll try to figure that out this week and report back next week. Since everybody's sitting on the edge of their seats, wondering, "Will our refrigerator work?" Who knows? Tune in next week to We're find changing out. Changing
2: people's lives here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh.
0: um, so that brings us to the topic for the night, which is the the year in review. Um,
2: Figured it was fitting.
0: Yeah, it's good to it's good to look back every once in a while because then it helps you figure out. The direction that you're going in the future Mm -hmm. you know do you want to continue heading this direction or do you need to change direction you know so many times i don't think people ever do evaluations either short term you know of and we do this all the time where we'll do something we'll go through some sort of a process and then we'll evaluate just to mention slaughtering the chickens the other day. And we said, you know, the next time we do this, we need to do a, B and C instead of this, and it'll make it easier to do that. And, um, but right. we do that with absolutely everything. And
2: that's the key I think to becoming more efficient and to learning from your mistakes too. Mm-hmm. um, which is why I think a lot of people sometimes get stuck, or they they do something and they just don't want to do it again. Instead of
0: get discouraged,
2: figure out how they can do it differently and streamline and make it mm-hmm. better, and um, yeah,
0: and sometimes make things more fun because yeah. then you do want to do it again. Yeah, um, I mean, well, it are,
2: is kind of like a game then mm-hmm. because it's more. Yeah, is it fun to slaughter chickens? No, it's not. Is it work? Yeah, it's it's a lot of work and it can get annoying and it can get tedious, but it makes it a little more exciting if you're trying to figure out, it's like a puzzle, trying to figure out mm-hmm. how you can do it better, more efficiently, faster, so that next time you do it, it's not as tedious and annoying and Well, <laughs> and anything chickens all over the yard or, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah. And anything that saves time then gives you time to do what you want mm-hmm. to do rather than what you have to do yeah. um which
2: I must say after those 8 chickens I was pretty quick at the whole going from plucked bird to
0: yeah the evisceration yep which, which is, is a is
2: a really weird word it's
0: a good word that that sounds that that's one of those words that sounds yeah. like it should it, yep. it, it just the 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 yeah. tone of it mm-hmm. really feels like what it is. Evisceration. Can't think of another word like that, but that's a good one. Um, so looking back, what, what was your, I'm going to interview you for a
2: while. Uh, oh, yay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so do you think that our our first year here is is what you were hoping for? Have you, have you, uh, I don't want to say have you accomplished everything you wanted to, because I don't know that we really sit like, down and made goals for the year and that kind
3: of nah, thing. But
2: It was more about figuring out what might be possible and to figure mm-hmm. out how long certain things take and what kind of more of a year of figuring out what the future looks like mm-hmm. and what's going to be feasible. Once you figure out how much maintenance and how much time goes into X, Y, and Z that's happening here. So.
0: And maybe we should talk a little bit about. I mean, we've talked about it sort of in passing and in parts. And obviously, if you go back and listen to the last 49 episodes, you know all the things. Um, <laughs> but really, we went from. Uh, I think the biggest change that we've had from moving to. from Ohio to Maine hasn't necessarily been a change in lifestyle, but more a change in um, where our inputs come from for Mm -hmm. our lifestyle, Um, especially in the area of animals. Because before, most of the meat that we bought, besides what I hunted, the venison that we would get from hunting, um, we would get from outside sources. Mm -hmm. And now a lot of it, not all of it, In fact, probably, I don't know, I don't know how much, what percentage, um, but we're raising here Mm -hmm. ourselves. And that, of course, comes along with a lot of work and responsibility Mm. and... um,
2: And choosing to do things a specific way mm -hmm. increases the workload because all of our animals get, you know, our pets are fed raw um, and they get cooked food too the dogs get whatever vegetables we're eating that day and it gets cooked and in the morning i mix up you know like a typical breakfast for the dogs in the morning is some raw milk kefir that i had fermenting from the next day the previous day and they get two raw eggs some turmeric powder uh, lucy gets some glucosamine supplements in hers i'll probably just give it to Tara too. Um, for the future they get some spirulina or some chlorelia which is like an algae that's high in vitamins and minerals and that kind of stuff and then usually some ground pumpkin seeds which is good for their digestion and vitamins and keeps them from getting worms and that kind of stuff um and then what else do i put in there oh some kelp so Mm -hmm. some kelp meal dulse flakes nori. we have a bunch of different kinds of seaweed that we consume and they get a little bit as well sea lettuce something like that and so that takes a little longer than maybe throwing out some kibble and the same (laughs) (laughs) actually the it doesn't take that long though to mix it up the
0: ratio of time is is the same ratio it's directly proportional to the time it took you to describe (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: i mean it doesn't take that long it's all about developing i think this year is kind of uh it's kind of exactly like this. So this year has kind of been figuring out our systems and figuring out what works and how to efficiently do things and figure out what needs done. Because doing things like feeding your pets your pets raw or feeding your chickens fermented food, the first month or so that you're doing it, it can seem like it takes a long time. Because it does. Because you're trying to figure it out. It's not habit yet. You haven't figured out a system that makes it efficient. Um, so... And it is at first, and it can be a little overwhelming, but Mm -hmm. it gets easier, and it just becomes a habit. Um, so. Well, just like we were saying, is is
0: you every day you figure out okay how can I tweak this this to save thirty seconds here and save thirty seconds there, and um.
2: And that's one of the biggest things about having animals is when you want to feed them that way because it'd be a lot easier. You know, when we first came here, I was just feeding the chickens regular pellets from the Mm -hmm. layer pellets from the feed store, organic ones. They come from Vermont, but they had soy in them, which was, I wasn't super happy about feeding the chickens. And I just really wanted to find grain from local farms to feed them. And so I did a bunch of research and found a place where I can get grain and I really wanted to do fermented feed for them. So I started doing that and, um, you know, the chickens are actually, I don't know, they seem happier, but you know, <laughs> they're chickens. They love their food. So, but it's more work on my part, but in in a way it's nice because it gives you that connection. And mm-hmm. I was telling Brian earlier today, I really enjoy doing it for one because the chickens all come when I go feed them. It's not that there is a feeder in there coop and they're always eating so whenever i go into the coop or go out there pretty much every bird or fowl comes running to me mm-hmm. which is nice because then i can count them whenever i need everybody it's super easy to get them mm-hmm. um if we're leaving somewhere early and we want to put everybody in the in the coop which we have in electric fence now so we don't need to do that but you know like the little keats guineas are notoriously Free spirits. Yeah. But I call those little guineas and all 10 of them come running to get some food because that's what I've been doing. Because I always am the provider of the food. So mm-hmm. I kind of really like how that makes the chickens a little more friendly. And um, I don't know. I mean, there are livestock. And I mm-hmm. like it that I can keep tabs on them. I know exactly what they're yeah. eating. And
0: Well, it's the same way with the pigs, too. I mean, yeah. pigs are notorious for busting out of fences and running around and being crazy. And all we have to do is go out there with a pan and bang on it. And I mean, you could get them to come from anywhere. Um, which we're hoping to use that method to move them to their final pasture.
2: This could be our fail of the week. Maybe next week. (laughs) (laughs) Future fail of the week. It's quite possible. (laughs) There's
0: there's pigs roaming around our woods now. Um, yeah, we're going to try and move the pigs and put them, uh, under the orchard to tear up the grass, and so we'll see. We'll see how that goes this week. Um, so, what else? What what other things have happened this year? We really didn't. We haven't done much to the house at all. Um,
2: no, as far it's as been kind of treading water as far as mm-hmm. keeping afloat with work because because of fixing up our house in Ohio and then the move on top of it, we kind of got behind. And all, since we're self employed. We kinda got behind in our uh
0: our day jobs.
2: Our day jobs, the ones that actually pay for the chicken feed and yeah. <laughs> all this other stuff that we're doing. Um so
0: And I feel like we're still catching up from that. I don't yeah, know why. It's,
2: I don't know. It's part of being self employed because yeah. that's one of the hard parts of not having a set job schedule, mm-hmm. so to speak. And it's hard to find that balance sometimes you know, and all your clients always want things yesterday, Mm -hmm. you know, they contact you about a website a year and then yes, we want it tomorrow, tomorrow. And then by the time they get you everything, it's a year later. But then of course, when they get it to you is when you're doing 10 other projects for someone else. So it's
0: just always works that way. And there's no, there's no way to pass off responsibility either. Right. You can't. I mean, even when I'm out there painting the garage, I'm thinking, hmm, uh, this website and that website, and I've got to do this video. And so, yeah, but so that's definitely, that's one thing that hasn't changed in the move has been workload. Um,
2: I would like to. I really like to. As far as to. day job. Yeah. I've picked up a well, I got rid of one client and picked up two more. So, Yeah.
0: You'd like to cut back, is that what like you're to saying cut back. Yeah. yeah, our goal, and I don't know if we've ever shared this on the podcast um but our goal back in Ohio, and we talked about this in our debt podcast, we were debt free, we had paid off our house and um and our cars, which we still have cars paid off um so we were completely debt free, which was great and was very freeing and was easy to get used to that feeling of, of, uh, not a lack of responsibility at that point, but just, it's amazing when your obligations, your debt obligations go down and you know that you don't have to absolutely, especially being self-employed, you know, you don't have to absolutely make enough or as much money a month in order to survive, in order to pay the bills. Um, and then we purchase this place, and we do have a mortgage on this place. And it's amazing the amount of stress that, and maybe we notice it because we didn't have it for a while, and now we do again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if everyone has this stress, or if we just notice it because we've been through that kind of cycle. Yeah. Um, But it really stresses me out having debt. Yeah. Just, it's always... Kind of gnawing at the back of my my mm-hmm. mind, and again being self employed it's a little bit worse because you know if you don't do the work or if you don't go out and get the work and do the work that you know the money will stop um and i so that that's definitely something over the past year has uh been something that's bothered me is being back in debt mm-hmm. even though it's debt for a good reason in a way. Um, to realize our dream. Yeah, and we've set a goal that in two years, two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So by the time I turn before I turn forty, right? Isn't that what the deal yeah, was? Because
2: you're what thirty seven now. I'm
0: thirty. 30- yeah. Seven. I'll be thirty eight in January, and so in in two years and a couple months, um, we would like to have this place paid off, which is a big chunk of money. <laughs> in a short amount of time. Yeah. Um but that's, you know, sometimes you have to set those kind of
2: lofty goals. Lofty
0: or difficult goals in order to work hard in order to meet them. Um and we did that before. That's what we did with our mm-hmm. with our last house. Um so we're hoping to do that again cuz this whole debt thing is for the birds. It's terrible. It's just I can't you know, I know some of our um some of our friends in the past and and just different people and people like at the fire department that i that I work with there and um that are just in debt up to their eyeballs and I just can't imagine the stress and i I don't know maybe people just get used to it.
2: I don't know that's probably why fifty percent of the country is on antidepressants,
0: yeah, that's true it's just really freaks me out so anyway um so yeah we haven't done much to the house a because we haven't had time and b because we don't want to spend the money
2: because we for lack of wanting to or,
0: oh that's definitely true this,
2: <laughs> this place is definitely uh
0: yeah
3: if you
2: it, it, i love the word long-suffering <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a good word because i
2: feel like it applies in this situation yeah completely not suffering but you know Sometimes it feels like it is. But I think it's good to not be able to do everything you want to do because it definitely brings things into perspective sometimes as to needs and wants and uh, that kind of thing. So, you know, we're painting our garage slash barn right now. Mm -hmm. If we had a choice of the first...
0: Major project.
2: Major... (laughs) improvement prettying project it would not have been painting the garage or barn um i mean it's the size of a barn it's kind of a garage it's kind of a garage barn i don't know it's both i guess it's a shop but um that would not have been our first choice however it had to be our first choice because it needed done and we could have put it off for another year maybe Mm -hmm. or two but it was in rough shape and we knew that doing it now now then will buy us 10 or 15 years until we need to recite it um, again. And we'd like to do it in cedar shakes probably at that point with a metal roof. So, I mean, that's going to be pricey. Mm -hmm. So um, it's one of those things. Sometimes you do one thing in order to buy yourself some time. Mm -hmm. And the ironic thing though, is I've been thinking about this a lot as we work on this project is doing things right the first time is always sometimes it costs more sometimes it's harder and it takes longer but in the long run it always saves you time and money mm-hmm. and this barn is a great example because had it been painted properly um and maintained it wouldn't be in the kind of sad shape that it's in mm-hmm. um so, I don't know. It's kind of frustrating when you have to deal with those people's mistakes yeah. sometimes. Which um, is what
0: we dealt with at our last house, too. Right. Yeah. was just a kind of a lack of... Uh, some people don't really care to do things right. Which I find they
2: ridiculous. They just care to see things done. They, because then they end up having to redo things. Right. Or things fall apart or they end up spending more time and more money in the long run than Mm -hmm. they do doing it takes more time and money initially but it's one of those kind of
0: you're making an investment almost
2: it's kind of like a you get future payoffs Mm -hmm. um for it so you don't necessarily see the rewards of your efforts now but in 10 years you do um and you do over the course of 10 years because you haven't had to do as much work or maintenance or any of that so Mm.
0: and isn't that kind of the same you know if you take that and sort of turn it around that's the exact same thing with with paying off debt and all that kind of Mm -hmm. thing too because it's not fun to buckle down and not buy the things that you want to buy Right. right now you know and buy the latest right gadget and this and that and the other thing but you know, if if you don't do that and you take that money and you pay off your debt, then that frees you up later on to do those things. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, well, it's the little things, you know. When we first started paying off our mortgage, all I had in my budget was thirty extra dollars a month, so I paid thirty extra dollars a month, and those little things add up and snowball into a large amount. Maybe you can find 10 dollars here and 40 dollars there and mm-hmm. 5 dollars here and then eventually you've got 200 dollars extra a month that you can pay towards it. Yep. I love that. I think it's David Ramsey that says um live like no one else now so that you can live like no one else later. Mm-hmm. Um which I think is very fitting. Yep. And but that's... yeah, I mean that that mentality kind of applies across the board just doing things right and it's not necessarily the way most people do it we do live in a instant gratification looks are important
0: and get out as much work as possible get out Mm -hmm. of as much work as possible or do the least amount of work yeah although it can be frustrating
2: at times Mm -hmm. it can be frustrating to feel like you're the only person that cares, working harder. That cares, and everybody else is just, ugh. Yeah, it gets depressing sometimes. I must admit.
0: I wonder if that's. I wonder if that's truly the majority of people that are like that. That you know, apathy and and those types of things, or if it's just that those of us that do work hard and that do value hard work. Um, I mean, I was brought up, my my grandfather was a very hard worker and still is. I mean, he's mm-hmm. 82 or 83 now and has pain in both of his legs and pain in his back um, to the point where, you know, sometimes he can barely get around but yet he goes out every single day and splits wood and has you know piles and piles of firewood that he sells and and different things and mm-hmm. that's the the kind of mentality and the attitude that I was brought up around um and I think some of it soaked in <laughs> <laughs> I like to think some of it soaked in um but yeah it's it's uh we we know some people that are like that. We know some people that are very hard workers and that mm-hmm. apply themselves to um to what they're doing and to and all have, things that actually, they're doing.
2: Most of our friends are like that. Yeah. But you surround yourself with people who are like that because it makes it easier to mm-hmm. it's more encouraging to live that kind of lifestyle when you see other people doing it as well. Cause otherwise it just gets depressing and you feel like what's the point Yeah, sometimes.
0: It's, it's just interesting because there are so many people in the world and in our country that are so apathetic and so mm-hmm. just, but yet it's, you know, politically inc- incorrect to say anything bad against, you know, those people um, or people with that attitude. I don't know. It's interesting.
2: Yeah, I always wonder what what makes that difference.
0: What, What do you mean?
2: Like, what makes one person who works hard, applies themselves, ends up making it and the person that doesn't what's the difference cuz you can have two people in the same exact situation and they both end up completely differently i mean you see pick you see siblings that mm. end up i mean i know countless stories of acquaintances and friends where one sibling is super motivated has done wonderful things and then the other one is just kind of a deadbeat that yeah. doesn't do anything and it's interesting you wonder what what's the key what, mm-hmm. what is that that makes the makes the difference
3: hmm. i don't know
2: you know because some people say it's socioeconomic some people say it's where you come from yeah but if it's somebody if it's, it's two people thing. in the but, same family but i know what i actually know a lot of people where Two people, two kids from the same family, and they're completely different,
0: hmm.
2: like opposite ends of the spectrum. I don't know. It's interesting.
0: This also happens in these, a lot of our discussions. These
2: kinds of things that keep me awake at night. <laughs> 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 What's the key? <laughs> this happens
0: in a lot of our discussions. It ends with. Hmm. hmm think
2: about that. It's interesting. Think of
0: that. <laughs>
2: I have no idea, but I do think about it. so I ponder it occasionally. Yep. So, so moving what else? on after what, painting the crash, you can tell we've had lots of time to think while we paint. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least I do. You listen to podcasts or books. Are you uh,
0: to a book? I'm kind of flipping back and forth right mm. now, but
2: yeah, so. I, I, I
0: still think about things.
2: So what do you think about our first year here? I would really like to paint our bedroom. Mm. I would really like to paint something I in the house. Because this... I feel like our bedroom feels like a dorm room because we have those plasticky mini blinds, which I really, really dislike. They're like we had them in our dorms in college. And mm-hmm. so I've never had them in, in anywhere else except for in my college dorm room. And so they're just awful.
0: That's kind of our, our debate right now. And this sort of talks about the future a little bit, but this past year we've been debating um, what we want. Cause we do another thing we've been doing this year as we've been living in this house is coming up with grand plans so as we yes. live in this house, we start to say, okay, we don't like this about it. And so we'd like to change this or we'd like to do this. Or maybe, um, I've explained our staircase before, I think, but our staircase is right in the middle of our living room. I know it sounds like there's no way that's true, but it's so true. Um,
2: it's a broken neck waiting to happen. <laughs> I feel like I could die every time I go down the stairs. <laughs> Especially am serious, at night. and I am fallen a couple times. And, or you yeah. miss a step, or they're shellacked, so they're ridiculously slick too. Yeah, I should, if I it wouldn't collect cat hair, I'd put some of those gri- those sandy things that they have on commercial stairs. You should
0: put your wide angle lens on and take a picture of our staircase yeah. to post on the on the on the blog sometime. Um, but we we would like to move the staircase at some point Um,
2: yeah, that's simple (laughs) yeah
0: well and it's it's actually i don't think it's as difficult as it sounds no but then
2: the whole up so there's a room it's our living room that it's in but then you have the room upstairs which is as big as our living room which mm -hmm. is a pretty big room that's completely unusable because Because it's kind of a a staircase in the middle of it yeah and it's not like you can put a bedroom in there because it's like a giant hallway room and it's bigger than, and, and it's it's like half of the upstairs. Mm-hmm. And it's just.
0: Completely unusable. A stairway. Yeah. yeah. Um. But in that, so as it, let's follow this example through. So moving the staircase means that where we're going to put it eventually in 10 or 15 years yeah. <laughs> um it's going to Unless come up we
2: break our necks before then right uh, well
0: and then if i you know if insurance money neck, then, then you can just I'd pay somebody to do it, it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very mm, little uh, I'm going to have to start
2: paying these cats to sleep yeah. on the steps which they do occasionally which also putting, increases the putting likelihood putting butter of- on the
0: shellac steps <laughs> <laughs> why is banana there butter peels. all over the steps there's a
2: banana peel on every <laughs> single stair
0: <laughs> um, but the, the stairs will come basically right into the closet of our master bedroom now but when we move those stairs we're going to move our master bedroom into the room that is now the landing for the stairs, since it's the the biggest room upstairs. So in all these things, though, we're going to have to, you know, rearrange walls and move hallways and work that we're not afraid of doing ourselves. But... We're thinking to ourselves, okay. So, do we paint the walls now because we're going to be tearing these walls out in fifteen years? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it's not fifteen years, right? But you know, we we should we just we live with
2: because fifteen years. If it's fifteen years, we got to paint. But if it's five years, <laughs> now we got to paint our bedroom because yeah. it's too dormy.
0: Well, and then there's the office too. We spend a crazy amount of time yeah. in our office, and it's just it's kind of nasty. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes, it has. We've never talked about our house here, have we? People might find this interesting. Yeah. It, there, there are really no floors in the house. Well,
0: first of all, go back, do a search. Well, I don't know if you have a good uh, way to get to our old house and pictures of our old house. Oh, yeah. But if you go back and look at pictures of our old house and then compare it to what Susie's about to describe, yeah. go ahead.
2: So we have really hardly any floors in the house. The dining room has some um, I don't know, it's some wood floors, but they're not very nice, some yeah. hardwood floors. Throw some air um, quotes
0: around hardwood. It's it's what we called pencil wood back in, yeah. which we promptly ripped out of our house in Ohio because it's right. ugly and um, cheap.
2: And then there's some really old linoleum in the kitchen.
0: Like 1976 yeah. vintage.
2: And there's some really terrible carpet in the kitchen, which I want to rip out because it's the living room. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you because you don't like you know carpet in general. I don't like carpet in general and I really don't like other people's carpet. Yeah. Carpet you can't mop it.
0: You can't actually and when you clean mop it. the
2: floor every week and you see how dirty the mop is, you realize that ten or fifteen years of dirt is in that carpet and mm-hmm. it's not all your dirt either.
0: Just about every time we walk through the front door, you say, this carpet stinks. I'm going to rip it this does. carpet it, out. It stinks.
2: And the <laughs> exhaust fan here in the kitchen doesn't vent outside. It vents back into the house. There's supposedly a filter on it, but yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a project this So the for carpet winter.
2: smells like old cooking mm-hmm. oil, kind of, to me. That's what I think it smells like. When you walk in, it still like, smells like stale grease. Because, of course, all the greasy air never gets exhausted outside. And it just hangs in here, and carpet seems to... Carpet and upholstery just suck up that smell and don't mm-hmm. get rid of it. And, yeah. yeah, so I'm about ready to rip it out and just paint the subfloor, because the rest of the house just has painted subfloor. There are yeah. no floors All down. the
0: upstairs rooms have painted plywood or painted subfloor.
2: Yeah, so it's not like it would be any different. But, right. yeah, so this home isn't necessarily... Uh, I don't know. It's just... It wasn't a big diamond in the rough.
0: Yeah. It wasn't uh th- but that's another debate that we constantly have is what do you really need? Yeah, exactly, um,
2: cuz it's warm and it's yeah, dry keeps us dry. And, you know. Do you really need to have beautiful hardwood floors throughout your house and mm-hmm. I do need a different kitchen because this kitchen here is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> And I love to cook yeah. and the counter space here is about the size of my cutting board. <laughs> and it's and it doesn't it's not flat because they made it themselves. So my cutting board rocks back and forth and like moves in a circle as I cut things. Right. So it's slightly frustrating at times.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's it's a constant debate or a constant thought process of what needs changed? What order does it need changed? What What's the priorities? Do what do you
2: wait on? If
0: we're trying to pay off the house in two and a half years, so we there's no way we can do any kind of major work if if that's really our goal, if that's really what we want to do. I mean we could just go with the the fifteen year plan and uh, you know, pay start our minimum payments and yeah, start doing all these things, but our our main goal is to get debt free. So that then we can start saving up money and pay for those those other things, um, and and have them completely debt free. So yeah, so, but I think this winter we need to paint. Yeah, I think we need to put some paint on the walls in several rooms. Yep. Um, yeah, it's also interesting. Our house was built in four sections, which I think I've talked about before on the podcast. And, and so maybe we,
2: when because we want to interview the previous owners. Yeah. Um so maybe they can explain that a little more yeah, too. Yeah. So
0: we have on some of our interior walls there's actually
2: outdoor siding.
0: Outdoor siding uh as far it's board, really rough board and wood. Batten. Yeah, it's old. Um, it's like
2: barn board kind of. Mm-hmm. Which is very difficult to dust. Right. I might add.
0: Yes. Well, it's impossible to dust. Yeah,
2: you can't dust it. Um and then it's in the kitchen. So add to that the non-venting exhaust.
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: And you can imagine
3: Yes. What it looks like. But
2: And it's you can't clean it, so you live with it. Yeah. Which is very difficult for someone like me. Right. Who I appreciate some cleanliness.
0: Some major changes will happen over the next fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I keep throwing out that number, but that's probably in fifteen years yeah. we'll have this place where we want it, as far as the house is concerned, and as far as the the gardens and grounds and orchard and everything. I mean, you know, we'll constantly improve it after that mm-hmm. as well, but um but that's really kind of where we want to take it. So
2: yeah, so that's something we've definitely been spending a lot of time thinking about and discussing over the last year.
0: Yeah.
3: And we're
2: big believers in the fact that when you live somewhere, you definitely shouldn't make any big changes for at least a year or two until you've Mm -hmm. lived in the place because...
0: Especially major changes.
2: You just never know. I mean, paint is one thing. But even that sometimes is good to wait because you're just... I mean, it it depends sometimes on how the light hits the room and that kind of thing.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, Yeah, definitely. So, So what else?
0: What else has happened this past year? I don't know. That's a pretty good summary. I mean.
2: We planted the big garden. There are a few things I'll do differently next year. Yeah. I probably, mm, I'm not sure if I'm going to grow as many potatoes. I would like to grow some field corn instead to feed the animals, because I think that would be easier um, as far as harvesting. Um,
0: and we've already, we laid down uh, mulch or wood chips right. on a large section that we're going to be expanding out. And I don't know, are you planning on doing that this next year or what, Mm -mm. what's kind of the overall plan on that? I'm
2: probably only going to do half of the big garden again next year, simply because I just, and maybe, I mean, it depends on my workload at that point. If I have gotten rid of a few of my clients and just have one job, then maybe I will, because I'll have some more time, but Mm -hmm. I mean, it really kind of depends on what kind of workload I have next summer. But, yeah, I probably will. I'm planning right now on only doing that. And I'm thinking about doing a few big crops in the back. And then mostly little stuff in the back garden. And I might not even do... I mean, I'll probably fill those two spaces like I did this year. But I'm probably going to try to keep it fairly simple. Just, uh, I'm trying to figure out new garden spaces and how I want the garden laid out. So it's difficult to do anything new when you're not sure what the end result is going to be. I think I have a really good feel for what I might like to do now that we've lived here a year and we've been through every season here. I think that's really important also when you're a gardener and you live somewhere Right. to not do a ton of stuff outside until you know how the snow piles and the wind blows and where you need wind breaks and I we need a lot of wind breaks so that's something I need to think about uh, this winter figure out where those could be placed what would be good options for that um, that would be most beneficial for wildlife and any animals that we have Um, I might try to think about laying out the final size of the big garden in the back and figure out where the hedges are going to go and then i would like to start getting some of those things planted because those take years and years and years to get to full glory Mm -hmm. um and any extra time you can get on those is good and there's a new garden area out front that we kind of started this spring that i would like to work on a little more probably building a lot of rock walls and that kind of stuff um But I don't know. One of the things that I try to learn is that it's not a race. (laughs) Yeah. And that, I mean, I have a habit of always wanting to get everything done yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's hard sometimes to step back and just realize and maintain instead of adding more, um, and try to do things slowly and so, yeah. Yeah. I probably won't do a ton more next year as far as the garden is concerned, simply because I don't think I'll have time. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll work a little bit on the potager in the back and expanding it. That's always easier if you do it with sheet mulching little by little and you let, because then it's no work. You just kind of let it do its own thing. Um, And then I don't have to take the time of digging it out, but then I do have to wait a year. So Mm -hmm. I'll keep working on that.
0: What do you think about... um animal expansion do you think that next year you want to do any other types of animals or any other kinds or do you want to expand the the fowl flock uh in any direction or what are your thoughts on that
2: no i think we're good as far as well i would like to get maybe a cow or <laughs> a couple of sheep
0: <laughs> <laughs> cow yeah
2: Yeah, we talked about sheep, simply Mm -hmm. to mow the meadow, because if we do want to get a dairy cow or something in the future, we really need to get some animals on there, because they're the best way to improve the land, and sheep are really good at that. Um, They eat all kinds of stuff, and they deposit manure, and, you know, it would be nice, because then we wouldn't have to worry about mowing it, Um, so... But then I don't know when I watch shows about sheep, they just seem like they're a lot of work mm-hmm. or they seem like, I mean, maybe they're not a lot of work, but they seem like they can be fragile.
0: Mm-hmm. There's actually a lady right down the road um, that we might get hooked up with. Yeah. Through she other. Sheep or goats. Circumstances. Both? I think she has both. Okay. Um, So she might be a good resource to talk yeah. to, which we'll probably have her on the podcast whenever we do get that chance um which actually and i don't know i need to talk joan about
2: that maybe sheep would be a good yeah thing cows just are so mellow and you know that's what i like about cows people are always asking me if i want goats but goats to me are like chihuahuas and there's a reason i don't have chihuahuas because i cannot handle little dogs i like big mellow dogs and i think that's why i'm so drawn to cows is they're just I don't know. They just see more my speed as far mm-hmm. as animal. You know, sheep can be kind of flighty sometimes. I don't know. I'm, but maybe sheep's a good place to start. Maybe we can get a couple sheep and put them in an electric fence and see what happens. And who knows? I don't know.
0: We're getting pigs next year, definitely.
2: Probably, yeah. Our yeah. neighbors are interested in going in on the pigs with us. Which would be nice, actually, because mm-hmm. we don't need two pigs, and no. but you kind of have to have two pigs. You can't just have one pig.
3: It's going to be a, a lot get of... They
2: depressed. So it'd be kind of nice, because then we only have the expense of one pig if we're only keeping one pig for ourselves, and then it would be nice to have, because if you have someone else's pig, then it's not rude to ask them to come check on the pigs if you decide to mm-hmm. go on vacation or to feed them, you know, if you want to take a weekend trip somewhere, so... That's actually a good way to do it. Um, Share with your neighbors. I have a friend up here and her and her neighbor do that. And they have different duties um, as far as the pigs are concerned. So, I mean, that's just, that's a really great way to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like the pigs. I don't mind doing pigs. I don't think they're really that big of work. They're not much, they're just kind of, they're easy as far as chickens are more involved, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't have to go up and gather eggs or anything. I basically (laughs) have to go up and feed the pigs once a day. Yeah. I like to go up and I haven't given them much attention recently, but I do. The other day I pulled out a bunch of beets and fed them a bunch of beets. And they've been eating the sweet potato vines and absolutely love those.
0: And the apple drops.
2: And the apple drops. And then I've been picking up acorns for them as well when I see them. So we'll probably do pigs again.
0: Yeah. We're... As far as like speaking of the future too, not just the the past year, but um they have been a big part of the past year, i guess but we're we're getting ready to slaughter them too, mm-hmm. so that'll be uh an interesting which which one of our books of the week tonight um goes along with that because some of the things that we would like to do kind of looking forward if we wanna sort of shift gears um over you know what we want to do in the next year and you talked a little bit about the the garden and what we're going to do and um and our animals but we'd also like to to build a couple things and one of the things that's coming up is we're going to build a smokehouse so that when we do slaughter mm-hmm. the pigs we can smoke our own bacon and our hams um and you know various other cuts uh we've already bought some processing equipment mm-hmm. uh a meat grinder so we're going to be grinding our own uh, sausage, the pork for the sausage. And then we'd also like to process our own venison uh, or try to do it at least. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a friend that um, that has done that before, and he volunteered. He said, yeah, when you get one, give me a call, and I'll come over and show you how to do it. Um, but uh, we'd also – another major project for this winter is um, – is going to be a greenhouse. We're going to try mm, to mm-hmm. to build you a greenhouse to start seeds in and mm-hmm. um, that's going to go along with the the potager garden. Um, and then yeah, just kind of continue on the direction we're heading. Yeah. I mean, I think we've I think this past year has been a good um, kind of barometer to see what we can handle with the lifestyle that we have now. And yep. with the uh the amount of work that we have as far as right. you know, real paying work that, that uh helps out with the bills and how much we can handle as far as farm life is concerned. And it's kind of funny because we've been introduced to a lot of people when when acquaintances that we know or uh even some of our friends up here introduce us to people they say they introduce us as farmers mm-hmm. um and i don't consider us farmers Mm-mm. i'm a web designer and yeah. developer and right. i do video and <laughs> you know um and
2: i'm a lady of leisure yes you are
0: <laughs> uh but i think that we do as far as you know farming and and gardening and those types of things are concerned we definitely do more than the definitely than the we're average person. Farmers. Yes, we're gentleman farmers. Not the proper
2: gentleman mm-hmm. farms were always small kind of A small holding. Self-sufficient. esque yeah. kind of thing. So Yeah. So that's interesting. Let's let's mention the urine review. So in Ohio we had 3 quarters of an acre. Mm-hmm. Here in Maine we have 153 acres. mm mm-hmm. Mhm and my gardens were rather small and here are my edible gardens could probably or my gardens in ohio could almost fit inside my edible gardens here um we went from having one dog and four cats in ohio to having one dog and four cats and now we have another dog so yeah. two dogs and four cats and then we have two pigs um right now we've got two roosters uh, 21 laying hens 13 guineas with a lady guinea sitting on a nest which should hatch some keats out any day now I think
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then we have
0: 11 ducks
2: 11 ducks with mama ducks sitting on a nest that I'm thinking will hatch out towards the end of next week mm-hmm. um, what else is that it
0: yeah, I think that's, that's everybody. It. So yeah, we've we've definitely upped our upped our numbers yeah. all around. Um but it's been good. It's been fun. Yeah. We've learned a lot of lessons, I think, as far as enjoying uh more simple things. Yeah. enjoying smaller things rather than than bigger things mm-hmm. i was listening to one podcast this past weekend and they were talking about uh, i'm gonna have to look up the book because it sounded really interesting it was about enjoyment and how mm-hmm. we don't enjoy anything because very we're, true. we're we're always thinking about thinking the, next, about the thing. next thing and as soon as you achieve one goal you don't sit and appreciate that goal you just think oh okay what's the next yeah thing um and it's like that with things that we buy too you know we buy something right. and we're like oh well you know we could always have another one or a different one or a better one or um i do that a lot when i eat pizza i notice that what as i'm eating a slice i'm thinking about the next slice oh really yeah huh and I, that's, that's something that's something I've always done and I always do. And I know I'm doing it now, now that I've analyzed it and looked at it. But I still think about the next slice.
2: Maybe you should only eat one piece of pizza and then there isn't another slice to look forward to. Yeah. It. Two. And then maybe you Two can pieces. No, because then you're going to be looking, <laughs> looking forward to the next piece. <laughs> and then when you eat your second, you're really like, oh, I can't believe I'm not going to be able to eat the third. Yeah. So, well. That's true. That's very true.
0: But I think that we've, I think this past year has has taught us to appreciate all those little victories and all the little, uh, the little happinesses.
2: Uh, and There are a lot. I mean, it's entertaining. we started the show off talking about cable TV. You don't need cable TV when you have chickens and ducks because yeah. they are hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and the guineas are really funny too. A lot of the time. But really, I mean, you can just go out and stand in the chicken yard, and particularly the guineas right now, the keats, they have this really sweet, and we should have tried to get this for our uh, sounds around the run, but the guineas have this really sweet little chirp when they're happy. And when they're out foraging, you just hear them chirping their sweet little cheep.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I was out today uh, setting up a little greenhouse to... Here my sweet potatoes in in the back garden and they were over there just happy as can be walking around singing to themselves and I was just <laughs> thinking oh that's so nice you know it's just that's a beautiful day and I could be anywhere else in the world literally because I could if I wanted to be but I'm perfectly happy where I am
0: mm-hmm. yep.
2: and you really do enjoy the simple things sometimes you know,
0: that's it. Even in in painting the painting the garage, I've been trying to enjoy it. Yeah, you know, because we are having unseasonably warm weather Which here is in Maine.
2: Convenient, thank goodness. Yeah,
0: thank goodness. Um, but I've just been trying to appreciate it and look around at the leaves every once in a while. Oh yeah,
2: and the leaves are great. I've been trying to do that too.
0: See the beauty and everything while we can. So, so do you think? Do you think we've covered our our year? I think yeah, that's pretty so, good. Yeah. And I, we're looking forward to this next year. I uh, We said when we moved up last year, oh, we can't wait until winter because things will slow down. And yeah. we're kind of saying that again this year. You know, we can't wait until this winter because things will slow down and we can...
2: So, but then things happen and then you're like, oh, no, I'm going to have to be finding a new donor contribution software and migrating my, yeah, my databases. Exactly. And that's yep. going to take me forever. You yep. um, know. I have bad memories from the last time I had to do that. <laughs> Yeah. So
0: but we are we're looking forward to this next year. Um I feel like we've integrated into the community and yeah. um and into I mean we're still meeting new people. We're still getting used to Yeah. and being there's still tons of
2: people that we need to meet because people yeah. are like, "Oh, you need to meet so and so." Yeah. And people that I've contacted and you know, we've met over the internet. Or we've been chatting and yet just haven't been able to uh, find the time to
0: looking at you Jennifer Fisk
2: go <laughs> yeah <laughs> go and meet up um yeah yeah so yeah i don't it'll be interesting to see what happens next year i think next year is going to be a lot of the same as this year maintenance and that'll probably be the case until we pay off the house and then at that point we can decide
0: start being if
2: we want to cut back proactive um if we want to cut back on workload and do more invest more time outside or i don't know or if we want to keep the same workload and save up money to move the staircase <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's just one of those things mm-hmm. it's a continual process of evaluation. In, in continual
0: valuation just like we said so let's uh let's skip over to
2: but i sure hope a donkey is in my future Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's what i would like to get next year
0: don't push it <laughs> Don't push it. To look at it Dominic. No. Do your books of the week.
2: <laughs> uh, maybe somebody will give me a donkey as the value for Nobody value. give her a donkey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that would be awesome. Oh, it would be so awesome, wouldn't it? Why not? Anyway.
2: Hey, you have a four wheeler. Why can't I have a donkey?
0: Moving on to the books of the week. <laughs>
2: All right. So for our books of the week. Um,
0: I have a four-wheeler that came with the house that's, for the most part, purple. <laughs> that has holes in the body. It that is, needs a brake job. It is pretty 1980s. starts sometimes. That has a battery cable that you have to jiggle in order to get it to run.
2: Okay. Which is why exactly when he says, why don't you take the four-wheeler? I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll walk.
0: I <laughs> could probably sell that four-wheeler for $50. <laughs> I would probably be, get a donkey for $50. <laughs> I'd be ripping the guy <laughs> off. Anyway, books of the week. So,
2: books of the week. We'll start on a lighter note. Um, Creative Vegetable Gardening. This is a fantastic book. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this book before, but it's one of my favorites as far as um, trying to find beautiful ways to organize your vegetable garden so it's not the same old same old and to I mean it's gardens can be like art even if it's just something like growing a few vegetables. So, this is a fantastic book, very inspirational, highly recommended. Not quite as um it has a lot of good ideas for all different sorts of pretty vegetable gardens cuz a lot of times you see a lot of very formal ones with boxwood hedging and that's that's not necessarily feasible or practical for a lot mm-hmm. of people. Um, but this one has a lot of really great ideas for stuff that you can do and little ways to incorporate and just kind of rearrange what you're already doing to make it prettier. Um, she has a lot of great ideas in there and a lot of really good information too. So highly recommended. I look through this book every single winter. It's just one of those, it's one of those books I kept getting from the library over and over again. And so finally <laughs> I bought my own copy cause I really do like it a lot. um, and then the second book is Meat Smoking and Smokehouse Design, which we actually just got this book a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. um, but we're doing a lot of research for the slaughtering of the pigs and the processing, so that's one of the books that we're currently reading. I'm also reading the River Cottage Meat book, um, as well as Cooking by Hand by Paul Bertoli, which I won't put these in the show notes. I think you put that one in I think I think did two weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Which he has a lot of really great information about butchering and stuff in there as well. And just other simple, good, handmade food. Um, And then the last book I'm reading right now is Healing Lyme. Which is about Lyme disease. You know, the tick-borne illness. Because we live in a Lyme disease-affected area. It's Mm -hmm. always good to know about it and two this book is really interesting because it's kind of a hybrid approach as far as conventional medicine and herbal and alternative medicine and so far it is fantastic highly recommended the last little chapter in the book is how to um, kind of things that you can do a few herbs uh, and that kind of thing to incorporate in your diet to avoid getting Lyme's disease, to boost your immune system. Um, things like taking simlyme Lyme no which is a homeopathic kind of a, uh, kind of like a vaccination, but a homeopathic. So it's not as hard on your immune system as like regular vaccinations would be. If you're, you know, if you're the kind of person that's sensitive to that kind of thing. I happen to be allergic to many types of vaccinations. So they are generally not an option for someone like myself. So, um, yeah, great. If you live in a lime prone area, which is pretty much everywhere, but you know, New England, Midwest, um, that kind of, I think Wisconsin, Minnesota, those kinds of places also have it. So a great book to read, get some great information. Um, I'm finding out a lot of really interesting things. Hmm. I like it. Highly recommended.
0: It sounds good.
2: Get it from the library if you've got it. I bought it, but cuz I think it's going to come in as a handy reference. And I have a couple people that I'm probably going to loan it to.
0: Yeah. The uh the smokehouse book that you mentioned or the smoking book that you mentioned uh it I wanted to mention too that it was recommended to us in a couple different places. So, although we haven't yes. read it yet, um it's comes highly highly recommended and yeah
2: i've been doing tons of research on smoking and meat processing and it seems like everybody's recommending this book so Mm -hmm. and the library didn't have it
0: oh the library yep so that's the podcast for this week a look back at this past year and uh kind of a look forward at our next year and next 15 years as we kept mentioning (laughs) um and next week we'll be back of course with another episode uh but until then i just again wanted to thank all those people who supported us this Mm -hmm. um and gave us the the special gifts this past week and that support the show every week um it means a lot to us and and we we highly appreciate it um it's kind of funny just a closing anecdote this we've been having a little bit of we actually moved servers for the blog um and we've been having a little bit of trouble with it. And this past week, um uh I've been emailing back and forth with their advanced tech support. And one of their things was, um yes, well the uh I'll use my uh my neckbeard voice. <laughs> yeah. Um well the uh yes I was looking in, it seems like in the database you have uh, 31,800 comments, and I'm sure most of those are spam. And so I wrote him back and said, actually, we have 31,800 legitimate comments on our blog uh, because we have a highly engaged audience that is very passionate about the topics that we talk about. So thank you guys for making us look awesome to the advanced tech support team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if you'd like to leave a comment in the show notes, uh, you can do so by going to cultivatesimple.com. And
2: maybe we should have people vote what animal we should get next.
0: Oh, Sheep, we are not going to do Sheep, donkey. No, unfortunately, one of the problems is we had to disable the polls uh, module, so we can't do <laughs> that. A comment what No, they think. no. Yeah. All right. Comment what you think the next the what next animal pick would, be. Yeah. would be
2: what your pick would be
0: what would you get if you could if you could choose between a sheep a uh cow. cow scottish island cow scottish island cow or so cute. a donkey
2: it's also very cute <laughs> <laughs> and donkeys Jeez. can survive on our terrible pasture mm-hmm. and they can improve it for scottish Highland cows although they can survive in our woodland Huh. And perform some pr- work for you so that you wouldn't have to do it.
0: This sounds all wonderful and great.
2: And speaking of books and reading and Scottish Highland cows, I mentioned a couple weeks ago that I got the book To Eat by Joe Eck and Wayne runner and highly recommended it because I like everything they, they write. If you haven't gotten it from the library yet, definitely get it. And at least read the chapter about the cows because it's hilarious. And that is something that's definitely going to happen to us if we get a cow.
0: So vote in the comments. Donkey or cow. How about air?
2: <laughs> a John Deere to mow.
0: Oh, a John Deere to mow. There you go. That's not an animal. A mower for the Kubota.
2: I need something that eats the grass for sustenance.
0: All right. Stop stop influencing the audience to <laughs> persuade me to get you an animal.
2: Are you for sheep or are you for Nothing. You're kind of for sheep, aren't you?
0: I don't know. I don't know what I'm for. I'm for. I'm for sleep. It's late.
1: I'd rather be a farmer. I'd rather work the land. I'd rather see the mountainside. I'd rather see your hand. I'd rather swim the ocean. I'd rather not pretend. I'd rather do some thinking now. But somehow it all depends. If I could fly. See my hometown I'd rather hold my wife I'd rather never question things That's the story of my life I'd rather not be crying I'd rather just be whole Rather brave the cleansing fire, I'd rather feed my soul if I could fly. into suggestions I'm crying out to you I'm ready to be finished here I'm ready for this scene. I could fly